From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, June 11th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. The U.S. says that a new massacre could be imminent in Syria, and it delivers this warning to Syrian commanders. The international community can and does learn what units were responsible, and you will be held responsible for your actions. Also today, in India, discrimination based on caste is still widespread, though many Indians think it's a relic of the past. The general public in India basically thinks that it's over. There's this message of progress. BBC News with David Austin. As fighting rages in many parts of Syria between the army and rebels, the United Nations envoy, Kofi Annan, has expressed grave concern at the escalating violence and the government's use of heavy weapons. He said many civilians were trapped. The United States said it feared the Syrian government was preparing a new massacre in al-Hafa. Jim Muir reports from Beirut. Kofi Annan is clearly alarmed that the ceasefire he brought about in April has gone completely up in flames. He expressed grave concern in particular at the heavy bombardment of Homs by government artillery and the army's use of tanks and attack helicopters in Latakia province near the coast. These are all weapons Mr. Annan wanted to see withdrawn to barracks as the very first step in a pacification process. United Nations military observers confirmed that attack helicopters were being used against Rastan, a rebel-held town just to the north of Homs. A convoy carrying the British ambassador to Libya has been attacked in the city of Benghazi. An embassy spokesman described the incident as serious and said two protection officers were injured. Emily Buchanan reports. The ambassador had been travelling through Benghazi after meeting local officials. According to a Libyan security official there, a rocket-propelled grenade hit the car carrying the consular team's security escort just as it was approaching the headquarters of the British mission. There have been several such incidents in Benghazi where the revolution against Muammar Gaddafi began. Just a few days ago, the US mission there was targeted, following Washington's announcement of the death of Abu Yahya al-Libi, a top al-Qaeda operative in Pakistan who was also Libyan. The United States has withdrawn its negotiators from Pakistan after talks failed over reopening NATO supply routes to Afghanistan. Pakistan blocked the supply routes from Karachi last November after U.S. forces mistakenly killed 24 Pakistani soldiers at a border post. Kim Gattas reports from Washington. The talks started seven weeks ago and have been marred by other issues like American drone attacks, Pakistani pride and a general history of mistrust between the two countries. Pakistan has also been asking for $5,000 for each of the 5,000 trucks that made the journey on average before the closing but traffic is expected to increase when troops start departing Afghanistan. In the meantime, NATO has reached a deal to bypass Pakistan and transport military equipment out through Central Asian countries like Uzbekistan. A spokesman for the Egyptian Interior Ministry has told the BBC that the former president, Hosni Mubarak, is suffering from problems with his breathing and blood pressure, but he denied that Mr Mubarak was in a coma. There have been conflicting reports about the state of the ousted leader's health since he was jailed for life. Mr Mubarak's family have been pressing for him to be moved from prison back to a military hospital. World News from the BBC. 
Next month's summit of the African Union has been moved to Ethiopia after Malawi last week refused to host the gathering. Malawi said it didn't want the Sudanese president Omar al-Bashir to come to the summit because he's wanted for war crimes by the International Criminal Court. The AU insisted he was invited. An AU spokesman accused the ICC of interfering in African affairs, saying the court disturbed the AU every time it wanted to hold a summit. The Nobel Foundation says it's cutting the amount of money it awards to Nobel Prize winners because of the economic crisis. The foundation says poor economic conditions have meant the returns it receives on its